Testing one, two, three. Good afternoon. <laughs> I have such trouble with remembering if it's afternoon or morning. Sometimes I say good oh, morning. They say it's two o'clock. I go, oops. Yeah, it feels different when you say good morning. I know. It feels more hopeful. It feels <laughs> like I got a lot of day left. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, and sometimes that's terrible. I know. I Here, skip get, the afternoon. Bring this like. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, get it down there. All right. Do you know Shay Said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of my. Yeah, people. she's a client of yours. Yeah. She is. She did the pot. In fact, now that I remember, she was up and saw you, and then came down to the podcast That's with me. Right. She told me. But she was like, like this far oh, away from the here. mic. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Shay. So don't feel. You know, they say about a fist, about a fist away. Oh, really? So yeah. pretty close. Yeah. So bring it up there. Get down and dirty, and talk to that microphone. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That did not. Ah, get down was, and dirty, and talk to that microphone. <laughs> Whoops. I apologize. That is not... Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm well. Athena. You're the first goddess, Athena, mm. that has done a podcast. Ooh. I appreciate it. Except for my goddess wife, but... Oh, right. Except yeah. for her. But she's Christine. And, Christina. You know, I'm going to have to give Christina or Christina. Some, give her some fun yeah, name. Yeah, that sounds very good. Athena. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know what? I've, I've been bugging you, and I, I cornered you outside by my flowers... <laughs> Because I knew if I planted flowers, you would show up. <laughs> and I said, listen. It worked. Do the podcast with me. Yes. And when I, I was saying, I think I was saying to someone, it's like a Mary Kay representative. You know, oh, you first okay. hit up all your friends and family. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah. but I, you know, I don't want to be a, pe- I don't want to pester. No, no, it's good. So thank, thank you. you. I really Thanks appreciate Thanks for it. inviting me. I love it. It's I lo- an honor. I, and I told Aaron this and I've told... Katie, and I'll tell you the same thing. I'm so grateful to have you girls upstairs because it's just good spirit. You know, it's good It's good people. And, yeah. you know, it's not like you have nutcases or stuff showing up every day. You just have wonderful people wanting <sighs> to do. do yoga and mm. just improve themselves for the day. And I, I just love that. Yeah, we attract a lot of very good people into our space. So how long have you guys been up there? Actually, let me let you introduce yourself. Mm, okay. Uh, I'll throw that into the introduction then yeah. since you just asked. Lay me out an introduction. Yeah. So um, I'm Athena Ulrich, and I'm also known by my... Um, kind of social media and website name of Seaside Shaman. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and I'm one of the three who have opened up Lanikai Wellness Studio upstairs over you. Um, We've had Aaron on. Yes, you've had Aaron on. we got to get Katie. Yeah. I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. Katie's the quiet one of our trio. She'll so, be the one. I'll be like, Katie, please. It's been two hours. Let's shut this down. Yeah. She'll say, she'll probably say, I can do it for five minutes. <laughs> so we'll uh, see. I don't want to, I, I already want to start talking, but I don't want to <laughs> screw up your introduction. So go ahead. Okay. Um, so yes, I'm one of the three of Lonikai Wellness Studio. We opened, um, I guess a, it's probably nine months ago. We opened in June of 2018, so not quite a year yet. We'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary soon. Um, and we came together, three girlfriends, three mamas that all here in service, um, doing our part and bringing healing in whatever ways we can to others. Yeah, making happy people. Yeah, trying to make make happy people, help people let go of what what's weighing them down in this world in our own ways. Um, it's, it's kind of tough right now. Yeah, it is. It's getting the easier. The weight is heavy. It's getting easier. It's getting easier. It but is. It's easier if you have people like you exactly in your life. But if you aren't addressing some of these weight, and I don't mean like you mm-hmm. know fat, I mean like oh, you know no, no. Mm-hmm. the burden of life. Yeah. It can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can. And so we're so grateful that we have had that kind of support in our lives and that we can be that kind of support for others. So um, collectively, we offer a really beautiful package of services. Um, so I do the shamanic work. And uh-huh. before I, before we get into that, I, I really want to hear, you know, so this, the premise, and I, t- I explained or yeah. shared this with you the other day, the premise of the, the podcast is really about sharing your journey. Mm. If you were born here, what kept you here? If you weren't born here, what brought you here? Mm. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> I was good friends with a guy by the name of Matt. And, you know, he was always about helping 
anybody that asked. Mm. He would at least give you the opportunity. And yeah. But it was always really about kind of like one small business because it's tough. Mm-hmm. And you guys know it's tough opening a small little business, mm-hmm. you know. And it's 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 like one small business helping another, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, um, you know, you guys coming down and, and, and letting me know about upcoming events or me carrying up your water bottle. I mean, it's right. just being there to help another small business because it's tough. Mm-hmm. And so share a little bit of your journey for those People that might not know, because I don't, I don't... Like, who am I? Who are you? Who and, am I? And what brought you here? In because this community, lower, slower. Well, but it's a great community. It is a wonderful community. I came here for the slow. <laughs> for the low and the slow. For, I came for the low, slow. So um, I'm actually born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is why I love your your Dr. Voodoo Swamp Bird shirt that you're wearing. It <laughs> reminds is, me of home. It feels good. Yeah. But I'm um, born Baton Rouge, so I've got some of those Creole roots nice. running through the blood. Um, moved to Ohio in grade school. Grew up there mostly. Graduated from Ohio State University. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. Um, Don't even ask me how I knew that. I know. <laughs> that's that awesome. Out. Go Bucks. I go home next week, actually. Nice. Um, to Ohio. And... Um, yeah, so I, I studied architecture, actually. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. And got a job right out of school in D.C., did that thing for almost 10 years. And I, I loved parts of it. And um, But there was always this part of me that kept feeling the pull towards the yoga and the mystical. And I was kind of moonlighting as a yoga teacher and a tarot reader for friends and family. And um, eventually... Got a little burnt out with the the pacing of the city life, and my husband and I decided to leave the city and move to the beach, and that brought us here. To Robith. Yeah, that brought us here. And how long ago was that? Um, That was almost five years ago. That was almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah, so um, came here with him, and then... um, we went through our own separation after some time and, yeah, navigated into a completely new lifestyle. I was, you know, I get it. Yeah. I get that. You know, mm-hmm. I was in the, I was involved in the, in the golf course industry and really it was pretty miserable. Mm. You know, I lived for Friday, dreaded Mondays, you right. know, it was just awful. And mm-hmm. I... Sounds like you kind of did a little of the same thing. I had to kind of redefine success. I had to redefine happiness. Mm. Um, I remember as a child being told by my mom, you know, make them big bucks. <laughs> it was always about the money. Right, right. And it's easy for us or for me to sit here and look back and go, you know, it ain't about the money. Because, you know, I'm, I've, I've manipulated my life in a way that I don't need a lot. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have any, it would probably, I, my attitude might be different. Mm. But, you know, it sounds like you did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you had to do some redefining of some certain things. And, yeah. and is that kind of what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm an Aries. And so for me, it's pretty easy. Uh, if I make a decision about something, if I feel like it needs to change, I, I'm very quick to make changes. So um, sometimes I do look back, like many of us do, look back and have a hard time letting go. So I kind of did a dance out of architecture and into the yoga world, uh, looking back, going back, leaving. Um, but yeah, slowly I made my way into this is the lifestyle that I want. I like the slow, the slow pace of living. Was it tough to tr- to transfer from? I guess you were on a schedule at your other job as mm. an architecture, you know, nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, when you open a small business and you mm-hmm. find yourself with a little more freedom, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be a little more structured on ourselves, you know, because yeah. it's it's easy to go. Oh, well, yeah, I struggle with that. <laughs> It's funny because people sometimes will ask me for business advice. And I'm like, me? You want business advice from me? Right. (laughs) So, you know, I'll say, I'll say my my biggest business advice for anyone is just stay really clear on who and how you want to serve. Right. And that's, that's it. The rest, you know, if I procrastinate, it's fine as long as I'm showing up in my best way that I can. Right. But yeah, now that I'm working on my own, um, 
when I worked kind of the the regular salaried position, you know, it was uh, sometimes 50 hour weeks, sometimes more. And um, it was different in that I had to go in in the morning and then be there and then leave, you know, six o'clock in the evening, sometimes later, uh, sometimes taking my computer home and still working from home. And now I just schedule my day how I like. So if I want to go to yoga, you know, Wednesday mornings, then I do. And then I make sure to schedule my clients after 11. Um, I have a lot of flexibility, but I do still work a lot of hours. No, and I get, and I, yeah, I'm not questioning that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, you know, I, I, for, for me, I had to, you know, I have a schedule now, but Mm -hmm. like if I, you know, for a long time when I first started doing hair, it was like, you know, nine to as late as I could work because, and now, like I decided I'm going to start coming in at 10. So I go come in yeah. at 10 on two different days. But to actually do that, I actually had to change my schedule because mm-hmm. as even a, a, as a business owner and a person that works for themselves, I had to really start, I had to build a schedule for myself yes. because um, I was finding that if I didn't work enough, I would feel a little bad. Yeah. <laughs> you feel guilty. Yeah, you feel guilty. And this is, and tell me, and maybe you and can... where do you think that comes from? Well, mm. you know, we... I'm a strong believer in that if you're not suffering, you're not living. Mm. And that doesn't mean, you know, with the chains and whip, that means like, you know, I got to do my time Mm -hmm. so that, you know, it's like I have to have winter to enjoy summer. Mm. You know, and some people will say, oh, I love winter. Well, I don't love winter. So (laughs) it's suffering. You know, I'm going through winter so that I appreciate. Winter is suffering for me too. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Christina and I just got back from Mexico. We were, you know, we were blessed enough to have um, the ability to go and have a honeymoon but we were catered to for, for seven days. And mm. as nice as that is, because I heard you, mm-hmm. mm, <laughs> it is nice. But, you know, I can't live in the self like right. that. And that's mm-hmm. a life of self. That week was a life of, you know, just me. Yeah. And I didn't suffer. And so I start, you know, you start getting uh, annoyed at mm. certain things and bothered. And, mm. you know, where's my room service? And, you know, <laughs> chewing out the <laughs> You know, we call, we call, order room right. service and it never showed. Well, Ooh. we stopped by and, I, and mm-hmm. no, you didn't. And I'm oh, like, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I yeah. needed to get back and work. I need and my suffering to ground me. <laughs> but do you find that in your life? I mean. That or, I need to. Um, so. And suffering, mm, that's the word I use. Yeah, I know what you mean though, that duality. Yep. I think we need duality, certainly. Well, that's um, a good word. I'm, can, I yeah, have, can I use that? Of course. Yeah. So I, I'm certainly a believer in that. Um I, I feel in my life, I feel I've had enough suffering that mm-hmm. right now um, I almost feel like I've paid my dues. I can be in that space of self and service, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it is a dance for me between self and service and finding that. Maybe duality is the better word yeah, than suffering. Yeah, I ca- yeah. I cut right to the chase with the word. Oh, I love it, though. I think suffering, you know, it's very Buddhist. A lot, a lot of Buddhist philosophy is centered around the ideas of suffering. Right. And so when you say that, I understand. I see what you're well, saying. Well, in Buddhist life is a life where I, you know, it's, it's extreme for us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I think, um, you know, a perfect world would be just me sitting there saying nothing in the Indian style position with my legs crossed. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, that's, you know, that's the ultimate mm-hmm. humility, right? You mm. just sit there and you, you don't share anything because mm. nobody wants to hear what I have to say. <laughs> But, you know, it is like that. So every, I always say that, you know, if you go to like the Catholic church and you, um, they have this kneeler, mm-hmm. you know, and you get on your knees on it mm-hmm. and you, you show the Lord or whatever it is we believe that, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm suffering, I'm hurting, my knees hurt to show you that I, I love you. <laughs> but now there's a pad on it. It's getting yeah, cushioned. You know, <laughs> there's less suffering. He softened yeah, the it's suffering. Less duality. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I mean, isn't it, it's right, kind right. of how life's it's going. It's softening. Yeah, it's yeah. softening. They, yeah, they say kind of humanity's collective vibration is raising. Are so we it, Americanizing humanity? Ooh. No, I don't, I, I wouldn't say so. No. Not me personally. But that depends on the individual. Well, you know, to, I, to each individual, they may be. And this isn't about us. This is about everybody else. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's like... I think everybody's... Uh, Vibration is rising and consciousness is raising and as a whole. I used to love watching, and you're, I don't know how, what age you're at, but um, 
I don't remember Little House on the Prairie. Uh, but remember, Paul, he'd be like, I'll be back in four days. I'm going to go get some <laughs> sugar and some flour right. and maybe some, if your kids are good, a piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd hop in his wagon and he'd trudge his horses yeah. to Dover, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll, you know, I'll be back <laughs> with some flour and sugar and a piece of candy. Right. And now it's like, Jesus, this traffic in Dover. And then with texting, like, oh, my God, I haven't heard from him. Right. Where is he? Right, yeah. exactly, where Paul I would be gone. I feel disconnected. Mm. And Moss, you better be ready to fight off, you know, whoever yeah. might come her way in those four <laughs> days. Remember, she shh, shh. <laughs> Who out there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes. yeah. It's it, I, maybe it's Americanizing, you know, just mm-hmm. softening is maybe a I like word. softening. That's good. When we it's went to um, Mexico, and I and I shared this with you, and that's the one thing I don't like to talk too much before the podcast because <laughs> then I have to repeat everything. But uh, if I was to bring back anything from our vacation, was just trying to be a little bit better in the service area because mm. you know you go to Mexico and you know they don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But they have their job and and they work hard and they do a very great job at being you know kind and mm-hmm. you know and of course they're getting paid and I know all that but yeah. it still felt good and it reminded me that if I can do a little bit better job yeah you know because I oh another haircut <laughs> no <laughs> oh you know it's like yeah. Like where can where can we find the gratitude in this moment? Right. So yesterday, the first thing I did is I planted some flowers. Yeah. You know, just kick it up. There you go. Resort style. Yeah. It was only nine flowers. Looks beautiful, but hey, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Um, I love flowers. I do too. And, yeah. Uh, but you know that's it's it is interesting. So I somehow I made this podcast about me. It always oh, happens. That's all right. Your that's turn. Right. Okay. So where would you like me to go next? I want you to talk about. Reiki. 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 See, ah, I can't even say it. Right. Reiki. Okay. And I did, and I will say that I, I, I was, I was lucky enough to have a, a session with you, and it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So tell me about it. Yeah. So um, for me, it's a little, you know, um, of a combined approach because of my shamanic work and background. So I integrate a lot of my crystals and other tools into the Reiki. Should we talk about <laughs> shamanic work before? Um, a little background, because I honestly I don't even know what that is. Okay, and this is I learned yeah. from these. I'm learning. Yeah, totally. So teach me. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's actually this is divine timing. I just led a shamanic Reiki training. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This weekend, um, and so that's where you know we combine shamanism and the shamanic approach to the Reiki. So I can tell you kind of how they differ and how they're same same but different. I'm just listening and learning because I don't know anything. All right. So as a shaman, I always describe for first timers that are working with me, um, what that is for me is is me functioning as one who works with the spirit realms on your behalf. Nice. All right. So the spirit realms is pretty big and broad. Um, So that can look like on a simple level, spirit guides. All right, so me just kind of communing with your spirit guides on your behalf, sharing messages that they've been sharing with you and you've been getting and you just need somebody else to validate. Um, I'll spend a lot of time validating what you already know. Um, But sometimes when we hear from someone else, we're like, oh, yeah, I thought, you know. Like, as you remember, we talked about corn. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Well, you saw corn in my stomach. Yeah, and it was like you already knew. But you just needed somebody else to kind of remind. No, I didn't know that I had a corn problem. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, interesting. I didn't. In fact, when I came to you, you said, "What? what's bothering you? And I go, hmm, well, my stomach kind of hurts a little bit. I didn't really have anything. <laughs> oh, you didn't bo- even know. I didn't really okay, have anything okay. bothering me. So, I just, <laughs> just wanted to try it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, sometimes that's another, another. I guess we could call it gift or tool, is um, I work with medical intuition. Mm-hmm. So that's me essentially um, tuning into your body, seeing in the body, sharing what I see, then working with your spirit team to help decipher because I'm not a medical doctor. So quite often I see things that don't make sense to me. Right. Right. So I ask your spirit guides, hey, like, why do I see corn in his stomach? What's the problem here? Right. And they may share with me, well, he's not processing it fully. Um, he's having a certain kind of reaction. They might share details with me about the process that's taking place in your body 
And then a lot of times I'll actually refer someone to a specialist or recommend that they just straight up cut something out of their diet. Um, Sometimes there's another food you can introduce in or beverage to balance out the internal environment. So there's a lot. And Mm -hmm. we're we're in such a place, I think, right now, especially with food, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it doesn't take many things to cut out to just feel better. I mean, obviously wheat's always a hot topic. I, I think... But, I mean, just, you know, the processed food, the sugar, mm-hmm. just the junk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, and I'll share a little bit after you share about this, yeah. this diet that I've been doing. This, okay, Just yeah. supper diet. But Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So go ahead. So, yeah. Yeah, just, so that's, you know, the shaman working with the spirit world pretty directly. Um, so spirit guides also working with angels and archangels, um, loved ones who have crossed over. Um, there's all, there's all different types of helpers, ascended masters. So if someone's a a fervent believer in Christ, then sometimes I might actually see him. Right. Um, it really varies based on the individual and what's going on with them, but that's the work as the shaman. I do work across time and space. So we sometimes will do inner child work, healing lost parts. Um, it's very therapeutic. Do you, do you, I mean... Do you deal with people a lot that are kind of in a in a place where they're just kind of lost? Um, I do. Mm-hmm. Because, you mm-hmm. know, you have to have a pretty open mind. You have to be mm-hmm. in a place of surrender almost. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you have to be open to the, to, to the suggestions and to the ideas because, it, you, do. you know, it's, um, I won't say it's, Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I just know that it's, you know, you have to, I have to have an open mind. You do. Because it's it's a new kind of thing, right? I mean, it's not new, but it's right. new. It's an ancient kind of thing. It's ancient, but it's new. <laughs> but to, right. For, from it's an ancient thing that was kind of pulled out of society, and we were told that it was wrong because um, it's powerful. Right. And um, it's a very powerful way when we know the power of our own minds and the power of reaching into the spirit world for help. Right. Right. So, um, yes, over time, with the convention of certain forms of authority, uh, our power has been taken away. Okay. Right. And the shaman has been around since the beginning of time to place the power into our hands, to connect us with the spirit realm, but also to be that intermediary and channel between the two. And wish, so that's that's what I do. I wish the spirit world wasn't so hard to contact. It's really not. <laughs> I mean, it, I wish it's I was really like, not. you know, I was good. My buddy Matt, you know, he passed away. I wish I could, you know, I was like, hey, Matt, you uh, know, what's going on, bro? The loved ones. Yeah. So, so yes, our loved ones that crossed over. Um, but if I'm thinking about him, that's time. his spirit still, right? Yeah. His spirit lives on. If I, you know, if I think about him and think Certainly. about past conversations and in my time and relationship with him, that's still his spirit living on. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times if you feel like he's there next to you, then he is. You know, even if you might not see him like you're looking at me, but you'll feel it. But I tell people to ask for a sign um, with any spirit helper. So if it's an archangel, a loved one, whomever, a fairy, um, ask for a sign and they will present you with a sign. It might be your friend speaking to you through a song on the radio and you think, yeah, I remember that those times with him. That's how he's going to communicate with you. Well, I can tell you, I've never been, I mean, I've always been a naysayer, you know. I've mm-hmm. never, but when he passed away, I was running the next day. And he died, you know, in India, mm. far away. So, mm-hmm. and I was running, and it was like 530 in the morning. The sun didn't come up. It was a little bit of light, but still dark. Yeah. And out of the right side of out of my right eye, I saw like I always want to say it's uh, it was a white chicken, but mm-hmm. it, you know I don't know if it was a white chicken, but it had that size, and it went from the tree into the ground, out of my right eye. And I looked over, and I was like, hmm. and then I felt like a flutter, mm-hmm. like a bird flew up and fluttered his wing right by my face. I mm. felt went like that, and I said, "Is that you, Matt?" He's the, the restaurant guy. Yeah, he was the restaurant Okay, guy. that's what I... So he... <laughs> um, he's one of the... Here's the thing with loved ones who pass away. Some of them, they go... Because I've had someone ask me recently, you know, do they just go straight to heaven? Like, what happens? And it, de- it really depends on the soul. So some of the souls, they might go through kind of a... 
almost like almost like university. When they pass, they go through this series of almost, if you think of it as like energetic spaces or buildings where they're healing and learning and reviewing. It's a long process for some. Some, they show up right away. So it depends how soon they contact us. Um, they might be healing pretty deeply on the other side, immediately following death, if that's what's needed. Some of them are busy. My mom passed a couple of years ago, and she came to me in a dream, and she said, I'm busy. And I really haven't heard from her until recently. I've been seeing her almost every night. Wow. You know, but for, for the last four years, barely any communication from her. I had, can, can, I, can yeah. I just, I had, so it was, it, this was all really, you know, strange at the time, but, <clears throat> you know, Matt and I, we were great friends and we had kind of had a little bit of a falling out over some, something. And before he left, I had a dream about him mm-hmm. and he was in the back of a truck and I was like, it was like a traffic jam and he was standing in the back of a truck and he was like two rows of cars away yeah and i kept trying to catch him matt i was like matt he's like i'll talk to you later i'll talk to you later and he, like, it was very weird and he had not died yeah he was he but and then he passed away and then i had that happen yeah and um mm. and i'm not a believer you know, mm. no, I mean, I, I'm right. a no, believer no, no, now. No. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like that was my, right. you know, I'd love to see a ghost. I would love to see something like that. <laughs> yeah. But that was my first real mm. unexplainable experience with something like that, that, um, that kind of changed me. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to not believe. I want to believe. I like the idea. And, and so when that happened, Matt's it was, a different, he, he's like, um, I see some who cross over and they almost function like an angel on earth. Okay, so whenever I use the word angel, I'm not actually referring to our our loved ones who have passed. I'm referring to a different type of being, an angel. Right. Um, they're they're a being of divine service to us, here to help us. So there's guardian angels, like I said, archangels, all different types. But there's some humans who pass away, and they function like an angel, just like there's humans who are living who are functioning like earth angels, right. you know, in constant and complete service. I've always felt that he was an earth angel. Yeah. And so now that he's on the other side, um, he's doing the same. And he immediately was kicked right into gear with helping. And I, I know of several people who he visited right after his death. Several people here in Delaware who have these beautiful mystical stories of him showing up to them, presenting, speaking to them, them seeing him um, right after his death here. And he's still helping everyone. He's still very, he's here with you right now. He's always around. Well, that's, you know, Matt, if it wasn't for Matt, I would have nothing. Yeah. Honestly, and mm-hmm. and I don't mean I wouldn't be living and having a life. You right, know, it's fine. But he, you know, yeah. he was the the bridge that allowed me to get to the salon. Yeah, and you know, Matt was great with helping other people, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you know. I don't want to say yeah, this podcast is about Matt Haley, but it's about yeah. that same. You know, I had a friend that said, you know, when Matt passed away, they said, oh, I want to pick up where he left off. Oh, and which is a great idea, but mm-hmm. the reality is, is that he did a lot for a lot of people a lot of the time of the day, of the day. you know, mm. he, like right now, he'd probably be out so helping somebody, you know, mm. he didn't need to post it or say, oh, look at all the people. He just was in service, but it, it was about, you know, helping people that struggle with sobriety, mm. helping people that struggled in small business. Mm. Um, you know, that's how this kind of all started is like one small business helping another. Yeah. And he was great at that. That's and I, I don't know if you knew Gretchen, but she, or no Gretchen, but she was on and she talked about, you know, how he showed up to help her when she was in a jam. And he was just a big help. Wow. And, yeah, he's uh, an angel. He was an angel. And he is still. He's still an angel. Yeah, he is. He's and still he's still helping everybody Yeah, up. and he's still taking up the conversation, and you know. Yeah, yeah. He's like, turn on your radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he keeps saying that to you. He's like, turn on your radio, because he talks to you through the music. Oh, yeah. So make be. sure, like, you'll you'll hear. He'll be, like, talking to you. He'll be like a rock, rock. He's, like, pointing at this sign. That's going to be the next sign of him is you're going to be in the car. It's going to come on the radio. It is strange when you have a dream <laughs> that someone like, like, like if it's, whether it's your mother or when mm-hmm. it was Matt, how real that is. You know, oh, how it you is can, real. Well, how real it is. Right. <laughs> and how you wake up and you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're here again. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, oh, no. 
Like for a second, I really was like, yeah, no, it was totally real. Dream, the, the, in the dreams, the dreams, you know, I call it a journey. So every day when people are on my table, I'm going into kind of like a dream state mm-hmm. to see their stories or their life or help them to heal whatever parts or bring back a child part of themselves. Um, it's like a dream. It looks like a dream. I'm guiding people through. They're seeing it just like they see a dream. But the work is actually happening. We're just in another space. We're in, you know, what we could call another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> I had this I had this idea that, like, you know, if here's our world, and so nobody can see this, but, you yes. know, if this is our world right here, <laughs> and then there was another world right here, but below. they're flowing. But yes. what happens if, like, this one blended into that one? It does. It does? It does, and that's my work. My work is to, you know, that's, that's one of the definitions of the shaman is um, intermediary between the worlds or the realms, and so, so that's so my work. Sometimes I look at like a reflection of a, of a on a on a puddle, yeah, and you see another world in there. It's totally. our world, but it's down there. Yeah, there's all different words for this, you know, depending on the spirituality teaching or the religion or, you know, new age concepts. Some call it a veil, seeing beyond the veil. Mm. Um, some of us call it just different dimensional realities. Okay, different realms. There's all different names for the same. Right. <laughs> same, same, different name. That's my favorite thing to say. I love that. I love <laughs> that. You know, I like to, I don't want to ever want to lose that. Yeah. That, you know, the ability to just kind of imagine. You kids know, are so close to it. Kids you are know? close and, kids. and adults and like parents, like old parents are not. No. And, and they can squash that in children. They can. I'm going mm-hmm. through... You know, a little bit of something like that with someone, you know, a family member that's, you know, my father is getting older and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a reminder to me to not lose that, the ability to kind of dream. You know, I don't want to yeah. know everything. I don't want someone to say, oh, yeah, I did that. And you're like, oh, no, I know that's not true. You know, right mm-hmm. away it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I like that, you know, or listening to this. I don't want to become right. so, such a know it all. Is that cynical? I don't know, but it's. No, I, no, I think it's good. I don't, you know, it's tough, you know. Staying open. We learn so much. I was, I was talking to Sam the, last night, you know, he str- struggles with some anxiety and he's only seven. Mm. Natural seven year old anxiety, but. Yeah, but it's you, real. But we talk about, you know, turning it over, whether it's to Jesus or to yeah. whatever, but just to recognize that. I say, Sam, your shoulders aren't that big. You know, turn it over. Let Aww. God carry it. And he so says, nice. you know, Lord, I'm I'm giving you the part I can't carry. Oh, it's beautiful. But it, it is beautiful. But in and it's about staying in the moment because um life's big out there. It is. And it just keeps getting bigger. It's good to teach him that now. It is because you know, I don't want him to be on some mm-hmm. anxiety medicine. Right. You know, I was I've been diagnosed with depression before, bipolar. Mm-hmm. Um I was addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and when someone said you can't do drugs anymore and I had a fit, they yeah. want to call that depression <laughs> and bipolar. And it's just me not getting yeah. what I want. Give you some different drugs. Yeah, but I say, you know, exactly, but I say, you know, the biggest problem I have today is just me not getting what I want. Mm. As long as I recognize mm. it, I can still mope about it, but that's the problem. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so I think as a, as a person that's getting older, I just want, I don't want to lose that. that yeah, the, the dreamy. The dream and just Mm-mm. open-minded. Yeah, it's a good way to roll through this It was life. That's why my experience when I, when, when you said you were doing what you were doing, I was like, I want to try. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. down. <laughs> Yeah. Because I you know, I want to feel good and Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. How much does the mind make the body feel crappy? Oh my gosh. So I was just with a client and um really being guided by spirit to drill it in what she already wants to believe, which is the mind has such power to heal the body mm-hmm. and to redirect itself, to redirect um, conditions and energy in the body, the flow. Um, it has huge power, huge power. But the medicine that was prescribed to her, and she's in a pretty dire physical state right now um, with her health. Mm. You know, she's She's gotten some... Pretty heavy news regarding organ failure and mm. heart heart condition, and she's been battling with autoimmune condition for many years, and mm. um, 
doing a lot of work around it and it's beautiful to see the work she's done but the fear piece has been present for years and so she's come to this place where our conversation literally today was around okay well fear has manifested exactly what it was fixated on for years and now it's here and so now we're going to reverse those conditions and I use Harry Potter examples all the time (laughs) And so I said, you know, we're going to imagine like you're Harry Potter and you've now learned your power to send a broomstick across the room and we're going to use your power to bring it back towards you and put it in your hand. So what is it? Is it like, is it ego? Is it, what, what is that? that oh, there's so that, much. I, I'd say, and I, if I could just find something to draw it, I wanted to draw a cartoon with a guy standing in front of two doors. Yeah. One says the future Ooh. and one says the past. Oof. And he's got seven suitcases mm. because, you know, when you head out into the future yeah. or the past, mm. you usually take some sort of deadly sin with you. Mm. you know, whether it's, you know, pride, ego, gluttony. You know, I used to, you know, I loved going in the future and slaying all my enemies. Yeah. You know, my <clears throat> what pride and ego. What if he just left ego. them? What if he just left all the suitcases right there? And he was like, you know what? I'll get, I'll get new shit when I'm there. Sorry. Excuse me. We're, um. not, we're not PG. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> Bad shaman. <laughs> Bad shaman. She just dropped an S-bomb. No, nah, that's all right. Um, but, you know, sometimes the the wor- that's like the best word. Well, and I use that as an <laughs> example. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But I don't know if people really just realize, you know, that the present is a gift. It is. And we're know. safe here. Mm. And that's, you know, that's what I have to talk to Sam about. You know, mm. it's like, dude, he's like worried about college. I'm like, dude. Oh, second grade. Yeah. Let's stay in the moment. But that's, I think yeah. we can get real toxic out there. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you got to kind of walk them back. Mm. Come back to us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is it hard to try to convince somebody that it's as simple as that? Yes. It is hard, isn't it? And I, my entire life, maybe this is why I'm in the profession I'm in, I've been accused of being a dreamer, <laughs> you know. Um, so now. It's not bad. Right. Yeah. There's worse things to be accused There's of. There's worse things, certainly. Um, I love that. You know, I've always been a dreamer. Yes. I yeah. Like the Eagles, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I like that song. Just throw like up. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's me. I want to get that tattoo. Yeah. You know, Ooh, I've always been a dreamer. Yeah. There's so many beautiful songs and quotes about the dreamer. Go ahead, dreamer. Keep um, chatting. Keep yeah. talking, dreamer. So, so you know, there's people that um, that don't believe, and and uh, but they come because they want to. They come because there's there's something in them that does, and they really need help to move the clouds out of the way that are making it difficult to believe. And so that's a part of my work is helping them clear. Well, we're not going to make this about Matt, but I'm going to share another little story. Sure. I used to, Matt was a great teacher for a lot of um, <clears throat> life things for me. And, and one of them was just, he used to say, call me every day. And I was like, and when I first met Matt, he's like, you know, because I, I was at a bo- I was in a real bad place when I met him. And I said, you know, I need your help. And he says, okay, call me every day. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I walked away and I go, he must really know that I got something important to say. Mm. So I called him the first day, no answer. Mm. I was like, oh, he must be busy. Call him the second day, no answer. I'm like, what the hell? This is bullshit. I call him third day, you know, and by the third day, I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of it. But I'm calling him because he's Matt. Mm-hmm. And I want that connection. I want to feel important because it's, you know, it's Matt Haley. And, and he called the third day and he's like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, great, man. How's it going? You know? <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, take it easy. Bye. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was starting to get pissed. But what he was teaching me was it wasn't, it was the act, the not action. the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the act, not the outcome. And left to my own devices, I will create a scenario in my head that isn't, doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, he knows, oh, he knows I'm calling. He's not answering on purpose. And the act, and it was really, in, in the end, I used to call it my seven-number prayer. I dialed that number every day mm. for seven years. <gasps> oh. But it was, you know, yeah. he didn't even have to say anything. I had to work through it and yeah. start to try to understand that, you know, that I can create a lot of these problems that I have. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, he was really great. And then uh, and I would go over to his house and he'd just sit there and not say anything. I'd mm. be like, so what's going on, man? Because you know? I couldn't stand the quiet. Just holding space. It was so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Because I'd just start, well, you know, what's he doing? You know, is he asking, does he want me to talk? You know, <laughs> and so I learned a lot about just, you know, being quiet. Right. Just letting my mind be quiet, staying mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, and I'm sure that's a lot of the kind of stuff that mm-hmm. are probably a small facet of that's, some of the stuff yeah. that you talk about. But that's yeah. those are great lessons. That was huge today with the the lady that I was mentioning a minute ago was, um, you know, with with every condition that's happening in her body and the belief that, oh, my God, I need to do something quickly. I need to schedule a surgery. I need to blah, 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 blah. I need to, you know, what can I do? And, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. The things that come into our minds when we are given a diagnosis like this. But mm-hmm. the message from Spirit today for her was your medicine um, to help your heart and your neurological line diagnosis. The medicine is going to be to start out each morning in meditation with a cup of, you know, a certain herbal tea for your heart condition Mm. and sit. And it does need to be guided for her, but for some not. But that was the medicine for her. And it was also going to help with her sleep because she deals with um, extreme insomnia. And so we've been doing a lot of work around the insomnia piece, but... You know, I was, and I was in my mind, I'm like, seriously, I have conversations with spirits sometimes, you know, when it's, when they're giving up a a form of medicine or prescription, so to say, you know, I'll I'll have this dialogue in my head, like, seriously, that's it. That's all you want to tell her to do, you know? And they're like, yes. Do you ever, so sometimes when I Lay down because I struggled. I had a, I mean, I went through almost a three-year addiction. I, you know, I, I'm not changing my sobriety date over it, but it was a real struggle with Ambien because mm-hmm. I was having some heart problems. And the doctor, they ran all these tests. Mm-hmm. I just had a funky heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And he did all these tests and he goes, well, the real, what it turns out is that it's stress because you're not getting enough sleep. He's like, mm-hmm. do you sleep eight hours? I go, no. He goes, oh, well, you need to try this Ambien. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And he goes, by the time I was done with it, I was taking almost three Ambien a night. Oof, yeah. And I swear to God, it had eaten a hole, a hole through my brain. Yeah. I would find myself so staring out the window just with nothing. Yeah. Thinking about like, you know, I hate to even say it, but, you know, thinking about like, oh, yeah. I can't be here anymore. Right. That's and right. I finally, um, Sam was born and Kathleen at the time, she says, you can't be on that. Mm-mm. I need you around here. You know, we just had a baby. Yeah. And I, so I stopped taking it. And someone said that um, if you're laying down, you're resting. Mm. Just be all right with that. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, that's cool. But what I started also doing is like I would close my eyes and I would see self. I call it self. Mm-hmm. It's a gray, dark space. Mm. If you close when I if I close my eyes at night, I'm usually at that time probably consumed in self. It's probably been about me, whether it's, you mm. know, getting kids to bed, but, you know, the right. inconveniences of life and just a lot of self. And it just, it's green, gray, dark. Mm. And if I start recognizing it and turning it over, and I, and I use, I say the Lord, and I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not religious, mm. I'm not a big, I don't go to church, but I know there's something out there other than me mm-hmm. that's more, exactly. I'm not the king of the world. And if I recognize and I say, you know, you know, dear Lord, think of it this day. I'm just turning all my issues over to you. That grade just comes down. Mm. And all of a sudden I can see blue skies. Oh, I can wow. imagine. I can see the sun. Yeah. So bright. I have to turn away That's with powerful. my eyes shut. That's powerful. And, and, but I, I didn't really, and this is, this is my story. You know, this is kind of the stuff that goes on in my head, but it was a big, it was a big deal that. Yeah. About humility. Mm-hmm. Surrender, mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging that I'm not the most important person in the world, right? And how much of that self, you know, that balance between self and I humility. Like I always say I'm a self-centered asshole with a deficiency in humility. <laughs> you told me that. Before. <laughs> that's that's my. I think you need to give yourself more credit. But you know, yeah. I, I <laughs> look. I've been working on this a long time. But yeah. That's that. In the end, is what my problem is. Right. Um, I recognize <laughs> it today. <laughs> if you say so. 
<laughs> if I say so. Well, look, I've done a lot of work. I mean, my, my you know, getting sober and working this, a 12-step program, which I had to do yeah. to help me kind of get through that, um, it, 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 I recognize a lot of the stuff. And that that's just a simple version of it. Yeah. You know, I can add a lot of words and make it sound a little better. But in the end, you know, yeah. I'm a self-centered asshole with <laughs> deficiency in humility. No, you're not. Well, if I, I you know, I always say, and I just was talking yeah. to James about the, my other friend, you know, I run, we run in the morning and if I, there's a bridge that we run to on the trail and, you know, every morning we run to it and I look out and I go, wow, it's beautiful. If I woke up there and mm-hmm. looked over the rail, I'd say, wow, this is beautiful. But when I run to it, mm-hmm. when I suffer to get to it, <laughs> yeah. I look over and I say, this is beautiful and I feel like I can really do anything I want to do Ooh, in my life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this isn't I about that. me. I hear it. That's beautiful. So what's on that? What? How do you? How? Because I mean, when you when you deal with a client, a mm-hmm. new client, and mm. do you have to kind of like kind of hold their hand through this experience? Because it is. It's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a little bit of a transition, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how do you do that? How do you? Yeah. I, I will say that the way your your voice and the way that you talk, it's very calming. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what people say. I mean, it's, it's very nice. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I appreciate it. It's great. I um, mean, that's got to help. I think it helps. And that's, that's kind of the, like when I read through people's reviews or testimonies, um, that kind of, that's a theme is people saying that I'm very warm and inviting and uh, I make it so it's not weird. <laughs> that's kind of my goal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I worked. To, to hold that space, just as you were saying Matt would do for you, yeah. you know, but um, I, I do a lot of my own work to kind of maintain myself in a space where I'm in a constant space of non-judgment and love yeah. and where I can hold loving space. And yeah. so when people enter in, if it's a new person who... Uh, maybe some people come in, they're a little nervous or scared. You know, they, people come through referrals from therapists or doctors, gratefully so. And so oh, they wow. feel, they feel someone they trust has sent them here and it's still a little scary because they don't know why. Right. Um, and some people, they will call and say, I don't know what I need, but you know, such and such said I should see you. And so they come, um, and when they do, I first start with just explaining what I do, but they see me and I look like a pretty normal lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my space is very peaceful yeah. and, um, and beautiful. And so that makes it pretty easy to come into. You know, it's not too far out. It's, there, I don't have, you know, like no offense to anyone that does this, but like chicken bones hanging from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So it's a very safe feeling space. So, you know, the the holding of the space for magic and miracle to happen, that's that's a lot of what I do. But, you know, I kind of hold people's hand through and spirit will provide homework because I'm here, you know, as a support, but you still have your work to do. So my work is to put the power in the hands of whomever I'm in service to. My work is not to just tell you, you know, I'm going to take care of this for you. And then, which sometimes miracles happen on the table. And that's a wonderful thing. But we usually have some work to do after to make sure it doesn't come back. Well, and I, you know, people, people got to be willing to do some work. They do. And yeah, like running to get that beautiful view. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some people, they're, they have expectations. And, you know, if you're, you know, when I, even like when I came up and saw you, I, you know, I, I, I had an, I opened my mind, mm. you know, and, and I've had a little bit of experience when I lived out in San Diego, everyone was really into like crystals and stuff out there. And, mm-hmm. and I had some friends and a girl, you, you know, she would say, hold this crystal. And I'd be like, give me the dumb thing. And mm-hmm. I could feel the energy in it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay, oh, that, I feel well, that. There's something there. Yeah, I feel that. And I, w- I went through a little period in my life where I was really into like crystals and rocks and stuff. Right, and right. I still into it. It's just they're hard to keep yeah. track of. They're but powerful. Yeah. And I I love, I, I think yeah. it's awesome to find any opportunity to expand my Heck yeah. I mean, with crystal, mind. I'm very passionate about the crystals. They're one of my mm-hmm. strongest allies for helping others to heal. Um, 
And I look at them and I do my research and I, I love science and I love to speak to scientifically minded individuals or skeptics and share, you know, how the crystals work. And um, then then they're able to understand, you know, when we can share kind of background information and spiritual and geological information because they the way that they function is very much in alignment with how they're actually produced in the earth, you know. So some stones, the dark stones, are produced under great heat and pressure, um, negative force, you know, um, oppressive force. And so those stones actually help us in our lives to do the same, to deal with that, to absorb that, to um, sometimes protect us from it. And so there's a lot of metaphorical um, meaning that also actually functional meaning that comes from just the geological process of how the stone is formed. But then it's also vibrational. So you can measure the actual vibration of stones. Um, I love to use quartz technology as an example because it's in just about everything now. Yeah. LCD screens, um, you know, watches. A lot of the old watches had quartz in it. Um, a lot of laser technology is using quartz technology um, in medicine today. And um, rubies are aren't is it rubies that are in the gems that are in like the the mechanics of a watch? It has something. What is some, it? I mean, so quartz, clear quartz is some of them maybe use rubies. I'm not as familiar with that, but I know clear quartz is. I know that used. some of like the me- machine mechanic. Uh huh. Me- the, the gears and stuff, yeah, the, the yeah, mechanics yeah. of an interior of the mm-hmm. watch. Some of them, you know, spin on a gem. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's yeah, a ruby. Clear, or yeah, I mean, qu- quartz is a gem, but yeah, it could be a ruby, maybe. Um, are there bad? Are there bad crystals? I don't think so. They're all good. <laughs> well, it's like salt. You know, if you think of salt as a crystal, right? Um, and then there's some things that maybe we call crystals, but they're actually types of metals. You know, so like a pyrite is more of a metallic compound, um, a hematite. It's more of a magnetic metallic compound, but it's extremely beneficial and it does a lot for us. Can you feel like a, does a a crystal have like a personality? They do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I joke to people sometimes, but it's actually kind of the truth. The crystals do speak to me. Right. And so when someone comes in, you know, there'll be some that are almost like jumping out of the box to me to let me know what's going on with this person on the table. Some of them, um, they'll want to go onto the body or around the body of the individual and they'll do work. Um, but they'll kind of tell me, they'll share with me like what they're doing for that person, how they're helping. And some of them will just sit on the, the table beside the box, the ones that want to come out and they'll just, just kind of let me know the messages, um, which is why I'm able to do what I call crystal readings, um, I actually did a whole, you know, we got to do our certifications. and um, But I did a Doreen Virtue Crystal Reader certification just for fun um, a couple of years back because I kept saying, I'm like, man, the crystals are talking to me. This is crazy. And so it was nice. It was, it was soothing for me to, to do that training. But I read the crystals for people. So is there someone that goes around and checks your certificate? I know, right? No, I don't need half the time. I don't even tell people that I have it. It's just one. I did the course because the course was um, enlightening for me. Well, and there's always, I'm sure, new people coming into this, you know, and want to learn. And, you know, you have the, you know, the. I teach a lot of this. Yeah. You know, I teach the, a lot of it. You've done the time. Yeah. So, you know, the certifications, I think, are mainly for our peers most of the time. Like, if I was coming to you in the hair salon, I don't really care about My what certification. Certification <clears throat> you have. Well, that's funny because certif- I've been I've had the salon, I guess, nine or ten years, and right. no one's ever come and asked me. I mean, the state, yeah. nobody ever has ever could Your check license. on my head, see yeah. my license yeah. or anything. Yeah. Uh, I have one, of course, but... Right. Um, yeah. But the certification really for more in the hairdressing is <clears throat> is more about um, sanitation. Ah, uh, yeah. Clean. Mm-hmm. You know, how are we keeping our place clean? How do we keep our tools clean? That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Um, they're not checking to see if you're cutting bangs straight. Right. It's about keeping the right. people healthy, which, yeah. you know, I appreciate. And, right, and, uh, yeah. Respect, but yeah, no one's ever come to check. Yeah, exactly. But you know, there's other states I know in New York. There, you know, because People there's so many it. hair salons, right? There. And you know, I have curly hair, so 
sometimes I might, you know, originally I would look for um, a diva curl mm-hmm. certified like specialist, but now I go through word of mouth. You know, I'm in a new town and um, just so happens that if you look online, you don't see diva curl certified specialists in our area. So what, what my stride is, oh, I see somebody with curly hair and I say, oh, who cuts your hair? You know, right. that's kind of so. Most people come to me through recommendations, not through looking for a certain certification. Um, but, you know, with the Reiki piece, which is where he started, um, I do teach Reiki um, pretty extensively. I, I teach level one, two, and now three. Um, so there are people who look specifically for Reiki masters, and I am um, a Reiki master by definition and certification. <laughs> well, you know, and I think it's great that you have your own space up there. I, yeah. I had, and I shared this with you before I, I had, um, prior experience with someone who, you know, I'd cut her hair and she was like, Oh yeah, I do Reiki. And I was like, well, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to try it. And, mm-hmm. but it was at her house in yeah. a living room. Mm-hmm. And right. I mean, it was fine. I, Right. It's kind of the same as getting your hair cut in somebody's kitchen. Yeah, yeah. a kitchen beautician. <laughs> kitchen beautician. Or a therapist. Oh, a therapist, yeah. Beautiful space here. Yeah, yeah. It's, diff- it's, it's a little different, you know. And um, I think, you know, the universe has a way of supporting you when you make a decision to invest in a space. When you say, I'm serious, um, I'm going to invest in this space, I want to hold literal space for people that's clean and clear and I'm going to put my money which is my energy into this then the universe has a way of making sure that you're up to par making sure you get the training you need um, and then beginning to bring in people who you can actually serve how do you and and if you don't do this Mm -hmm. that's fine but how do you share with somebody when the universe is giving you a message and it isn't the message? Like, for example, when I was a kid, this guy, this friend of mine, his dog got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And I remember he yelled up to the sky, why me, God? Yeah. And um, I always, I believe that there's something to be learned in everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if it's not what I would have preferred. Mm. You know, like... You know, let's say say you're driving crazy and you get an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, accountability. I think a lot of people struggle with accountability, for one. Mm. But, you know, sometimes the message that they think they're getting isn't as positive as maybe if someone can explain Mm -hmm. it in a different way. Yeah. The delivery is very important. And just to kind of... The thing that I said about the Reiki, you know, playing for this way, there's plenty of practitioners who start out practicing in their home, and I just want to say, like, you know, go does, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not bad mouthing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not bad mouthing her. I'm right, just saying. Right. And that's a great place to start. And then when you feel the, you know, if you feel, yeah, I'm ready to take it to the next level, then, you know, make that investment. If you feel that, again, that's one of those things the universe might start, or spirit, or God, whatever you believe, might start to push you out of your home. Mm-hmm. Maybe your home is kind of the incubator where you establish yourself and get comfortable. Or some people, they build a beautiful home studio, and, you know, that's, you know, so... And there's, see, some be- yeah. there's some beauticians that have great salons exactly. in their house. Exactly, so, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, but, this isn't about any right, right, negativity. Right. <laughs> exactly. not bad nothing. But, but I just wanted to clarify that so that nobody felt, you know, discredited by having a home um, space. But, yeah, so when, when we hear things from spirit, that that is sometimes the work because, you know, let's use the example of I have a lot of um, – mainly women, most of my clients are women, um, who will come in and they might be getting the message from spirit that it's time to leave their relationship, Mm. okay, with their spouse or their boyfriend. And um, they get the message loud and clear. Their family saying it to them, their friends are saying it to them, the voices in their head are screaming it to them, and they're frightened. And they don't want to hear it. Um, so I do work a lot with that. And my work is to gently deliver the guidance from spirit in how to slowly step by step empower them so that they can reach from point A to point D where they feel comfortable to start to pull out of the relationship or cut it. So it's usually steps because we don't know 
how we're going to get there with those types of things. And spirit can guide us step by step. And so my work is to kind of hold your hand. As you asked earlier, do I do a lot of hand holding? I do hand holding from these, you know, what first week we might be dealing with inner child. Second week, we might be dealing with, you know, present day mindset. Third week, we might be dealing with um, cutting cords, you know, energetic cords. Fourth week, affirmation. How do we start to feel strong and confident and know that we'll be okay? So it's a, it's a lot of steps involved to getting to that point where you just leave someone. And some people, they do it. It's not a problem. But for most people with relationships, it's not that easy. No. It's not that easy. And that's one of those where there is handholding, but also, you know, delivering the messages in such a way that they can be broken down so the action can take place. Do you so you're you're building a lot of relationships with clients though. Is that mm-hmm. can that be it's I, I find it one of the hardest parts I think of my job is I I build a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. a lot of friendships. And mm-hmm. then when people decide to do something different mm-hmm. or you know, they go off when it ends. A lot of time they don't say goodbye. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I sometimes have a real issue with it. Mm. Um it's a little bit of a it's a negative sp- space for me really yeah. and I've had a f- couple clients just recently that that left and then I saw them out in the public and I was like you're like what the he's <laughs> <laughs> giving him the stank eye I gave him stank eye <laughs> okay so have you read I tell everyone so I've, I've recently started leading a shamanic training emerging shaman um, last year and um, for that and Pretty much everything else I teach, I recommend the four agreements. Okay. Have you read this? No. Okay. Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. Four agreements. It's a beautiful code to live by. And one of them is do not take things personally. Mm. And when you read that, um, it will change your life. Most certainly. What's now? This is a book. It's a book. It's an easy read. It's like literally 144 pages. Okay. And it's called? Very easy. Mm-hmm. The, the four, four agreements. The four agreements. And he's a shaman and um, uh, just a beautiful spirit. And it's the book's been around for a while, but it really helps us to shed our ego so that those types of things don't weigh on us. So uh, another rule is being impeccable with your word, doing your best. Um, always. I try. Yeah. So it's just, you know... Um, very powerful, very, very powerful. So I recommend that because in those times when someone is, is done with us, <laughs> I remember that agreement of don't take it personal. You were, you know, maybe a guide or a step, a helper, a source of love and support on their journey and be grateful that now they're they're moving ahead. And that's that's where I, I can let go. I do I do try to do that. It's yeah. funny. I you know, I always and it happens all the time. It just, in fact, it just recently happened. The lady yeah. called me that had stopped coming to me, and she's like, "I need to get my haircut." And yeah. and she wanted the whole explanation why yeah. she didn't stop coming to Wasn't me. And you? I was like, "Of course, no problem." You know, yeah. I'm always, you know, I always, I don't burn. I try not to burn any bridges, but sometimes, yeah, it creeps. It gets up. It gets up on me, yeah. and I'm like, God. Um, mm-hmm. It was funny. I was looking at Instagram, and this person was on there, mm-hmm. and I liked the picture. Yeah. My first step coming back. I All right. Being a better Ooh, guy. You liked the picture. I did. Well, you know, I I, I think the hardest part is I really liked the, the person, you know, yeah. and I felt like this was years of, of me doing their hair and then mm-hmm. to leave, um, you mm-hmm. know, they don't say goodbye. Yeah. It's usually because, they, you know, they want to do something else and right yeah. away your feelings are slightly... And people out. are sometimes so wrapped in their own world that they forget... Um, you know, consideration of others who are in their world. Oh, well. Not that gratitude piece, always it's, coming back to that. Well, it's that self-centered <laughs> <Yeah>. balance. <laughs> You're working on it. That balance working of self. On it. And, <laughs> I always say self, humili- humility yeah. is self-kryptonite. Yeah. Ooh, there you go, that perfect balance, yeah. Anything exciting coming up, going on? Mm, um. Well, I'm going back to Ohio for uh, spring break. Nice. <laughs> so that's, I'm going to visit family, um, get in some good loving with my kiddos and my family. And nice. 
Then my birthday. I'm going to celebrate my birthday. When's your birthday? April 17th. Okay. Yeah. So um, celebrating the birthday. And then... Are you um, too young to mention your age or are you too I'm old? I'm 35. Okay, go ahead. That's good. So, um, yeah, that. And then this month I'm leading my fourth past life therapy um, journey and regression workshop. So that's on the 27th. So I'm stoked for that. Those are super magical and fun. Um, and our studio celebrate in one year in June. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, you, I remember you guys were like, yeah, we're doing our grand opening. I was like, I still haven't done one. <laughs> it's like nine years one. later. It's I, never too late. I was so afraid no one would show up. Ten years. Dude, do a big nah. ten-year thing. Nah. You know you're not a self. We love to party. We do parties for everything. We I, just had a self-love Saturday party. <laughs> I know. I, I, I saw it. I <laughs> you loved and it. your boy were here. Yeah, yeah. Sam was up there helping Sam you put it together. Yeah, it I took great. some pictures for you. It was so great. But we, we love, like, any opportunity to... You know, set up good food and like bring in a bunch of good people. We're, we're like, what what party can we do next? Oh. So, yeah. I need to maybe I will start learning a little. I need to take yeah. a little of that from you guys because that's you know that's great. Just celebrate. I, I you know I like I said I were you know poor me. Yeah. Like no one would show up. Like oh I'm just my not, god, it's just how so I'm wired. Many people would. You just it's such do a it. lazy reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I really put a little effort into it, I just might just do it. Yeah. We will party you, all the time. Will you come back? Of course, yeah, sure. I appreciate it. This was it. fun. This was fun, right? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> we don't have to be so serious next time. <laughs> no, I don't feel like it was too serious. No, and I it dropped wasn't. an S bomb, so I don't know if you have to bleep that out or. No, but no. I'll upload it, and yeah. I will never listen to this again. <laughs> okay. Because it's you know yeah. it's really just it's yeah. just this just it's just chatting. Perfect. Um, people like to listen to some, you know yeah. maybe. Yeah. You never know. It, it's nothing, you know, we're yeah. not going to change the world with this. It's just right. us having fun. and, and Maybe uh, you change one person's world. Right. I, mm-hmm. I like the conversation about, you know, the, the spirit, you know, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I think of Matt a lot. Yeah. He's with you all the he time. He's huge, man. And Start to laugh when you hear, like, on the radio, you know, he'll be there with you laughing about a song or something. Well, so. it's funny. Every, every three weeks, Matt was such a character. He used to be like, hey, can you call me every three weeks and tell me I need a haircut? I'm like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I still have on my Apple Watch, it pops up, call Matt for haircut. Oh, my gosh. So, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so... He's a special person. He was a spe- Did you yeah. ever know him? I didn't, no, yeah. he was um, He passed before I moved here, I believe, yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah. I well, hear. Athena, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you. On the Rehoboth yes. Social Podcast. This is wonderful. And... Um, come back tomorrow as soon as you <laughs> we'll come back and talk about ohio okay all right deal thank you so much thank you all right bye-bye bye